your intro instructions? Yes, just give me a second. Sorry. Sure. No problem. Okay, sorry, I'm communicating to make sure we have a quorum today. All right, thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Jessica Mortinger, Transportation Planning Manager. I have a few housekeeping items for today's hybrid meeting. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel. Please remember to mute yourself during the meeting when you are not speaking. The chat function for this public meeting is disabled and all chats will go directly to me. Unless you are participating during the meeting, please turn your video off. This allows active meeting participants to be seen on screen. You will be able to hear, you will still be able to hear the meeting. When you are participating, please turn on your video. If you have any trouble, you can send me a chat. We reserve the right to mute or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. And now I'll turn the meeting back over to Chair Chad Boyd. Welcome everybody to the July meeting of the MPO TAC. Uh, do we need to do a roll call, Jessica? Yes, please. Okay. Give me a second. I'm working to make sure I have everybody accounted for in that that I need for Okay, we'll begin. Um, Crick, who's absent. Cronin? I'm here. Gentry? I'm here. Quisenberry? Here. Rodden? Glenn, I did not see who's absent. Sanford? Oh, here. Okay. Uh, Smith? Here. Right, Voigt? Here. Right, and Weigel? Here. Right, we have a quorum. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven members. Okay, thank you. Uh, moving on to public comment. Is there anybody here for public comment? There is no one present in the room and no one has raised their hand indicating they would like to comment today. Okay, great. Moving on then to approving the minutes from the last two meetings, two months worth. Uh, do we have anybody with any questions or comments about the meetings or the minutes? And if not, I'll take a motion to approve minutes. Allison Smith, Kate, I'll move to approve. I'll second that. Uh, approval of the May and June minutes. Can we please get a roll call vote on that one, Jessica? Yes. All right, in alphabetical order, Cronin? Aye. Gentry? Aye. Quisenberry? Aye. Sanford? Aye. Smith? Aye. Voight? Aye. Weigel? Aye. Okay, motion carries seven to zero um, for both sets, May and June minutes. Great, thank you. Okay, on to the agenda items. And our first item is a modification to the Unified Planning Work Program to give Jessica more money. What are you gonna do with that money, Jessica? 
Indeed. So I'm sharing my screen. Hopefully you can see this. Um, we have proposed an amendment one um, in our 2022 UPWP. Um, we, it does include additional resources um, based on the consolidated uh, planning grant allocation um, and federal formula and, the, and that rolls down through the state allocation to all the MPOs. Um, for this year, we also needed to reflect some changes in our budget based on um, these things. So re revising rates based on actual and remaining work, payouts um, due to changes in staff and actuals based on the hourly staff we actually have, um, considering all three of our staff currently, both our full-time and part-time are um, new in the last few months. Um, we updated direct expenses based on cost estimates um, and added additional staff hours billed to the grant. And that's anticipated and proposed to possibly um, be new staff pending considerations um, as part of city budget processes and or additional build staff of existing city staff resources like those um, we've used before in GIS or MSO uh, GIS analysts um, and uh, help with data management or other technical skills to help support the, the MPO's grant work. We changed uh, language around um, the addition of an activity for possible consideration that we have on later on today's agenda of uh, co-applications for grant activities for funding applications where the MPO is only eligible for writing grants when they're an applicant. And so that would that's be a consideration of a new activity. Um, and a, a change of an activity related to some of our research uh, for land use and transportation to participation in the city of Lawrence's land development code update and adjustments to timeline and task based on that work completed. I'd be happy to go into any more detail or answer any questions you have. We also will have a conversation on the agenda a little bit later um, because we're not proposing at this point in time spending all of the additional allocation we got for 2023, which means that that money will roll over until or in 2022, excuse me, which means that money will be available and roll over in 2023. And so that will, I hope to be part of our conversation a little bit later, but at this point in the year, um, it, it, it impedes our ability a little bit um, based on existing staff capacity and workload to do much more than what we're proposing kind of within the current constraints of this UPWP amendment. I'd be happy to entertain any conversation you may have about this amendment. It was posted for public comment um, from June 17th through July 1st, and no comments were received um, on this draft UPWP. Does anybody have any questions or comments for Jessica? And hearing none, I'll uh, take a motion to approve the um, 2022 Unified Planning Work Program Amendment Number One. So Adam Weigel, I would move uh, for approval of 2022 Unified Planning Work Program Amendment Number One. This is Quiz. I'll second it. Thank you. Uh, got a motion and a second. Uh, please give us a roll call vote to see where we stand. Okay, Cronin. I believe he just stepped off for a second. Uh, Gentry? Aye. Quisenberry? Yes. Sanford? Yes. Smith? Yes. Voigt? Yes. Weichel? 
Yes. Motion carries six to zero. All right, thank you. Moving on to item number two, safe streets and roads for all. Yes. All right. Um, the MPO um, has been having in discussions with the city of Lawrence um, and their consult grant consultants about a proposed joint application um, for a planning grant for the Safe Streets and Roads for All grant. We were just forwarded also additionally a KDOT press release today that indicated the state um, is incentivizing and willing to partner um, and uh, also look, look at um, providing match to that conversation. Um, and so this is, I think, a conversation, one, to share the interest with, with you all in terms of the recommendation to pursue a joint application with the city. Um, it's also an opportunity, I think, for the county and other cities um, to have a conversation about their desire and or interest to participate in this process and what that may or may not mean. So I'd like to kind of hear what everyone thinks if they're interested in that involvement. There is two parts of this grant. The first is planning funds um, to develop a safety action plan. The second part is implementation funds. And after review of the city, county, and MPO planning products, there is not uh, sufficient uh, planning work having, have, having, have, have, that has been completed that reflects um, all of the requirements of that grant, including things like a very specific vision zero goal and initiatives to a data-driven approach to implementation. Um, and so we have also reached out um, the grant recognizes the Justice 40 uh, demographic data, similar to other federal grants, which basically means that the area within Lawrence that's of focus for, for equity considerations is the KU campus. And so we have also reached out to um, our friends at KU Planning and KU Public Safety um, to inquire about their involvement um, in future planning work and consideration to be part of the team. So I'd be happy to answer any other questions. It's still kind of, you know, we're forming some ideas around this. We want to figure out who all the other parties need to be um, to work on an application that will be due September 15th. Uh, this is Quiz uh, with KU. Question for Jessica. I just wanted to follow up. I know we had an email string last week. Um, with Deputy Chief John Dietz. I just wanted to know if you guys, if he was able to get back with you and kind of identify somebody with public safety or do we still need to follow up on that a little bit? Yeah, thank you, Quiz. Um, we did meet with him and we are waiting. He had to run some stuff up the chain, but he they are interested and they, we expect to hear back from them. Additionally, I expect to hear back from Mike right, Mark Reiske. And so um, I have both of those kind of out there still that those are follow-ups that we need, we, we will be making in the next week. Okay. Any other questions or comments? So Jessica, you say the MPO staff would propose to coordinate with City of Lawrence. How does that, what's that look like? Is that uh, like internal in the planning department or? 
No, um, I think it's probably more or less municipal services and operations. So it would probably it'd be a core. We still have to negotiate what that means in terms of the joint application. But I do think there's a, a vested interest as the transportation planners in the region and recognizing that there aren't others at any city um, that we have done all the transportation planning work and that we have experience leading a public process that has um, community engagement and has all the components and that there would need to be technical expertise not only just a consultant probably on board as part of that project effort, um, but there will look like some sort of coordinated uh, program and grant uh, management of that. And so I think that would mean fa facilitating a consultant-led project, um, project managing that, um, that, that experience, um, that timeline, and then possibly having all of this committee of steering like stakeholders um, made up of all of our interested parties. And that's kind of where we would see like KU's role or uh, police department. Um, there's, you know, it's got to be more comprehensive than just um, planning and even engineering. And so that's kind of that process. I, I, we just had like a few initial conversations. And so I think there's opportunity to see like, Chad, if you think the county has a role in that, um, if the, you know, if the other, if Baldwin City or Eudora are also interested in participating in that kind of work, then I think we need to figure out those logistics. Um, the key to that probably is just going to be the match. Um, it's an 80-20, so it's 80% federally funded. Um, it has like, a, is it a $200,000 minimum request for planning work? Um, and so that, you know, you're looking at about a 40 thousand dollar match. KDOT is indicated as a partner um, that they are willing to pay 10% of that. Um, and so I think that's kind of the, that would, we would just have to figure all of that out. Um, and so everybody's comfortable with a financial contribution and a project scope. And so we're just looking at the guidelines for the grant are pretty specific about the elements that the safety action planning process needs to develop. Um, and so it would be going through that process in a public way with all of your stakeholders to develop that plan that could have implementation actions that were maybe applicable to each jurisdiction in the end. Did that answer some of your question? Yeah, I, I mean, we're, we're making a recommendation to partner with City Lawrence, and I was just curious, you know, why it was focused there. And if you've already had discussions to indicate that, you know, there are ideas on the table to use that. <laughs> Well, I think it's broad in the sense that we would be going after a plan. I think that's part of the conversation here is um, that's that's the proposal that we have made. This is the first opportunity we've had to talk about it with TAC, which is our other stakeholder partners. And so I think that we can amend that if we want to bring other the other parties into the conversation about the efforts that we're going to be making and the scale of scope of what's going to be included in the grant. I think the KDOT incentive money incentivizes um, the conversation about who participates and who pays. And I think that's that was the main part of the conversation as Lawrence approached us in that. And so is, you know, if they're looking at the match um, and having that conversation about jurisdiction and boundary. But I think if anybody's interested in being in that conversation, this can be a pursuit of a joint application and we can name the partners at a later date. You know what I mean? If other people are interested, we don't have to specifically exclude anyone, I guess is what I would say. That was not my intent. Okay. And I think that might be good. I mean, I could, 
I could see where Eudora um, might have some small things that would be great to get 80% funded. Um, so maybe Baldwin City. So would we be able to just, uh, you know, if if everybody agrees, amend this action to be a recommendation to pursue within the county and cities opportunities for this funding? Does that sound reasonable to you, Jessica? I think so. I don't see any problem with that. I think we would need to have some additional dialogue in terms of from all the partners who want to participate and determine what the appropriate course of action is. Are they listed parties? Are they um, as applicants or are they um, stakeholders in the process and how that I think we just would need to negotiate that. But I think we can have those conversations if that's the interest of the body and people's participation. Any other thoughts on that? Adam, I saw you. Yeah, I think that seems smart. I guess just to um, uh, set expectations or, or so I understand this, right? This is for a planning grant, right? So this this would, this is necessary to lead to future implementation projects where there'd be hard infrastructure maybe that these different jurisdictions or communities could apply for. Um, but on this first round, uh, this would kind of be defining the scope of the area or areas under which like planning work would be done so that they're kind of ready for that next implementation. Is that true? Correct. Uh, it's my understanding that implementation money cannot be um, asked for. It's a prereq that you have a, a safety action plan. So we can define that scope of that safety action plan and include any of the parties who may in the future have submit separate applications then for implementation um, money as they would be eligible because they would be covered under a safety action plan. Any other thoughts on that? So Jessica, on the, looking at the city of Lawrence option, it's your recommended action was to pursue a joint application. Are, are we going to slow down that process if we say, you know, consider joint applications with anybody who wants to? Do you want to have maybe two two different I recommendations? Do, there will not be multiple joint applications. There will be one application. It will have all the partners or none of the partners. Like there's not capacity to lead separate process. So there would be the MPO's application and we would have partners to be named. I would prefer to do it that way. There's no capacity to manage multiple processes. Okay. So I think that would just be a matter of pursuit of a joint application for safe route, for safe streets and roads for all safety action planning grant. And then my that's the recommended action. We'll take that to policy board and the conversation I'll have before policy board is to find out, um, you know, as we apply the narrative around this, who's interested and what resources or commitment level they feel uh, appropriate for their entity. Okay. If there isn't any more comment, uh, I guess I could make that motion. Uh, 
Uh, I move that we recommend pursuit of a joint application for a safe streets and roads for all safety action planning grant. I just want to make sure we have no public comment. Okay. We do have members of the public on. All right. Is there anybody uh, that would like to give public comment on this issue? I see no one in per there's no one in person and no one has indicated online. Thank you. Okay. Well, then I well, think I would second uh, Chad's motion. Okay, great. Thank you. All right, Jessica, if you could give us a roll call vote on that item. Okay. Uh, Cronin? Aye. Gentry? Aye. Quisenberry? Aye. Sanford? Aye. Smith? Aye. Voigt? Aye. Weichel? Aye. Motion carries seven to zero. Okay, thank you. So item number three, discuss the role of MPO subcommittees. What's on your yes. mind there, Jessica? Thank you. Um, we've been having some internal staff discussion about the staff capacity and role of MPO subcommittees, um, particularly in relationship to the Regional Transit Advisory Committee and uh, the Bicycle Advisory Committee. Um, we would like to open discussion and dialogue about we have well, in, in relationship to the Regional Transit Advisory Committee with the establishment of the KDOT and City of Lawrence Mobility Plant Manager, Planner position that's housed within our Transportation Planning Division, there is an interest in doing work in a coordinated uh, work group fashion um, that is involving some of those parties and those players um, and concern in doing that coordination when those same people are on a body that it is their official work to do. That um, in consideration with concerns to uh, Kansas Open uh, Records and Meetings Act. Um, additionally, all of those membership members of providers on the Regional Transit Advisory Committee are serving on the Coordinated Transit District 1 and participating in conversations that could relate to the business of a Regional Transit Advisory Committee. Um, and so there's some duplication um, with that larger group. Um, and in the desire to kind of realize that creating that additional formality to have that group and to do that work and have some different bodies, um, conversation about whether that's the appropriate structure uh, to do that within. Um, and so we wanted to kind of open that conversation. That's the first part, the Regional Transit Advisory Committee. The second part, um, the Lawrence Douglas Bicycle Advisory Committee, um, there has been limited work that body has done um, since the establishment in the city of Lawrence of the Multimodal Transportation Commission. Um, the MPO was pretty concerned um, when that group was committed about establishing a Lawrence Douglas County Bicycle Advisory Committee with the opportunity to have um, countywide involvement in uh, planning, bikeway planning initiatives. As a result, though, that really has resulted in the MPO's led um, bicycle planning work, which would be things like the Lawrence Bike Plan or the Countywide Bike Plan um, or the Rideability Map. Those are the only two work items um, besides appointing a representative to serve on something like T2050 that the body has done in the last few years. Um, there isn't additional staff capacity. Many of the other implementation 
implementation of any of the plans is happening at a, the built environment implementation is happening on a local level. All of the city of Lawrence stuff is going to the multimodal transportation commission in terms of recommendations for bikeways. Um, and that doesn't leave a lot of extra work. While admittedly there could be done additional education and encouragement work around bike uh, ways um, and bicycle safety. Um, that work really falls outside of the scope and ability eligibility for MPO uh, planning staff. And no other, because it's an MPO committee, no one else is staffing uh, these groups or bodies. And so there isn't within our eligibility, any additional workload or work capacity that's been identified really for these bodies to do. And so to have them continue to be on the record and to meet or not meet makes really finding appointments and keeping appointments on those bodies um, more challenging um, with some of those issues. And so I kind of wanted to throw this uh, conversation on the table. It's something we included uh, uh, the the talk about in our UPWP amendment, but we really want to be making sure we're resourceful. What that doesn't mean, I think, is that if we had active planning processes. So for example, if we go back and update the Lawrence Bikeway Plan on the five-year cycle or the countywide bikeway plan, we would propose just establishing steering committees for those processes in the same way that we have done for the pedestrian plan, for the ITS plan, for any of the other active planning processes that we do, um, which would allow us to get fresh appointments that um, at the time are active kind of in those areas and issues with each of the local governments who are within the scope of that work. And so that's kind of how we're thinking about what a transition may look like. It's also possible that something could come up and we could say, oh, well, what about this or this other thing and need to have another separate committee or direction in terms of staff work. And so we'd kind of just like to have that conversation or hear about any of your thoughts in regards to uh, what the role of the subcommittees is. Okay, does anybody have any thoughts on subcommittees that Jessica discussed? can jump in and talk about RTAC just from my perspective. I think um, CTD is a pretty active group. Um, you know, it goes beyond Douglas County to some of our other urban corridor uh, nearby counties. Um, but that cross-jurisdictional coordination is useful. And I think everything within Douglas County gets handled pretty well there. Um, I would also say that you brought up mobility managers with as those grow and we get more and more of them. We have one in Douglas County now. There, there's a lot of good work happening at that level that um, from my perspective, RTAC does feel duplicative of, of those efforts. And it's, you know, you kind of see the same people in a few different meetings. So um, from, you know, from our work, I think we care mostly that it's getting done and that coordination is happening and between CTD and then coordination that our Douglas County mobility planner is doing. Um, I think we feel pretty good about uh, it being okay if RTAC wasn't um, around or if there needed to be specific um, steering committees set up for certain processes. Thanks, Adam. Anybody else have thoughts? I know I don't. I mean, I, I'm not involved with either of those. So, Jessica, are you looking for more definitive feedback or where would you like to go from here with this? 
Absolutely. So I think, you know, this is our first discussion in this. I think we won't want to close the door right now. We're just, uh, we want to make sure we've considered all of the considerations that need to be considered. Um, we will be going back through the bylaws and understanding possibly with communications directly to these groups to ensure there's something that we haven't thought of. Um, we will do that directly to the members um, and, and get that feedback before we would bring a recommendation back um, for consideration, I think, um, and then take it to the MPO policy board. That's kind of my process. I want to make sure there's adequate time to kind of vet this conversation. Um, it's it's possible others may have interest in it, and it's not, it's not our intention to um, do something not transparently. So we just wanted to start the dialogue, and I thought this was a good group of stakeholders who understand the work that the MPO is doing and some of our limitations in addition to kind of the multimodal aspect of all the issues um, in the throughout the county. So that's all I have. Okay. Well, thank you for bringing us into that discussion. Let's move on to item four, the 2023 UPWP planning effort. Okay, so this is our opportunity each year as we get into um, talking about 2023. Um, we have a end of summer kind of conversation um, about 2023 planning and I'm going to share my screen and what I've done is copy the list of items that were on our 2022 list um, and just start to type out some considerations for things that we um, are aware of in terms of just besides regular core work kind of that are on our radar for 2023. So uh, the first on the list is Metropolitan Transportation Plan. So T2050 and the uh, corresponding travel demand modeling update. Uh, we just talked about the grant work for safety action planning, thinking about that as a possibility. Um, there's been a uh, renewed discussion around shared micromobility planning and implementation. Um, we have planned kind of participation that started already in land development code, Douglas County Climate Action Plan. I kind of left this here, like, do we have anything else? Um, Adam, uh, Weigel and Lawrence Transit, I have a few things on here related to your work in terms of transit zero emissions. So you had your application out for AIC, which you were awarded, so you'll be in that process. Food access works with Public Health and Food Policy Council. Some of this is happening, um, and we are, there may be future identified work in this space. Um, bus improvement prioritization modeling, again, something transit's working on. Um, these are these are some other things that were kind of on the list from last year. Affordable housing efforts and transportation may be tied to the MTP update or um, and or EJ. And so I don't know what we were thinking about there, but that may be something we can pursue with affordable housing staff. Um, community health plan. They were working on an update, and they have some anti-poverty goals and transportation access. That we're doing some of this work. Maybe there's a project that comes out of this. Um, these are some other things. West 6th and Bob Billings expansions projects, maybe part of TDM and access management plans for 6th Street, Mass to Castle to Wakarusa. So I, um, that's kind of what I had on the list. I'd be happy to have a conversation and add to this list as we evaluate and consider what we have capacity for in our workload like next year. If other parties have interest, uh, it's a possibility that we could, that we will have funding to do a consultant led project 
uh, outside of the safety action plan. Um, on that regard, I guess the other things that we're thinking about in that regard, uh, wayfinding, uh, there's pedestrian crossing work specifically in Lawrence uh, strategic plan. But I'd be interested to entertain any other thoughts people have about other work we should be considering. I think it's a pretty good list. I can't think of anything offhand. I think the safety action plan and where that goes is going to be important. That kind of ties into um, some of the crossing evaluation in a way. Um, and we might be able to get at some of the access management, just general guidelines with the land development code update. Um, but for now, I would keep on the plan, keep on that, keep that on the list for Sixth Street. Because um, I think that's important, and we've had a lot of redevelopment on Sixth Street um, recently, and I could see that continuing. So I think that's it's helped us on 23rd Street to have that access management plan. I think it would help us for Sixth Street, but it may not be as high of a priority as some of these other things, in my opinion. But uh, it's a good list. When do you need to uh, finalize it? Um, so the next step is really taking all this feedback in and evaluating it in terms of capacity we have after we understand what the city of Lawrence has budgeted in 2023 for match to our grant as part of their general fund allocation. We'll understand more about the capacity we have to spend the money we have. Um, allocated to us and then we'll be we'll understand a little more about what our workload constraints um, and capacity will be um, we then will prepare a draft to bring back to you so the next time you see this in conversation besides just this high level list is our draft upwp um, for conversation um, and then of course a public comment period and final approval before the end of 2022 so typically we try to bring that final document for approval um, in November, so we're not having a December meeting. That would be our ideal timeline. That's why we start this conversation so early. Okay, so on the Lawrence Wayfinding, um, we're, that's a project that may be funded in our capital improvement plan. So you Lawrence next year, would that, that would be something the MPO would be able to assist with developing standards or criteria for that? Yeah, I think we would have to navigate what that scope of work is and what would be eligible. And again, within our capacity, I just, as I was thinking about that saying, reading this list, I realized that was something else that was on the radar that I just hadn't added prior. So I think we would need to figure out what that looks like. But multimodal wayfinding is planning for multimodal wayfinding is eligible. Okay, that's great. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Jessica. Yes. Plan, so. I was in Smith with KDOT. Um, the one thing with wayfinding we just have to be really careful of, and I, we deal with this with several of the MPOs, is making sure we don't dive in um, anywhere into preliminary engineering where we really get into design 
and PE of the actual wayfinding signs. It has to be very conceptual level. So when we, if that is pursued, um, we just have to be very careful of that. Um, so we'd want to work with you um, okay. um, on the scope of that work because um, we've had issues at other MPOs if we do. Um, so it is eligible. We just have to navigate um, towards the areas that are are eligible on that. And the other reminder I want to say is um, for your estimates to use um, for planning purposes is your final CPG amount in your um, agreement for this year, plus um, your estimated carryover. And of course, um, that's your unprogrammed amount that you didn't use with um, this amendment, plus your uh, whatever you're estimating um, as your carryover. And of course, only you know that. So um, that will be um, up to you to estimate, but that's what we're telling you guys to, to use for your um, amount to budget. Okay, that's helpful. Thank you. And of course, you guys got a pretty big surprising bump up in your CPG beyond what Matt and um, all of us kind of thought you guys would get. So you guys have a pretty good amount to, to utilize. So. so that's all. Allison, since you're seeing other communities, is there anything that you're seeing that we might be missing that's not on our list? Um, you guys are pretty, are my first UPWP um, planning partners discussion, to be honest. Um, so um, I know the safety plans are kind of first and foremost. Um, I know WAMPO's kind of jumped on that before even this um, safe streets discussion um, and grant opportunity from the feds has come around. Um, so um, I'm. it's kind of interesting to see you guys talk about stuff first. So um, that's kind of where things are at. So. Okay, thank you. So Jessica, we could, um, if anybody has ideas, you're looking for that input over the next few weeks. Is that right? Yeah, I think if you would just provide that information to me and any of those conversations you would like to have about uh, transportation planning work, then we would be uh, welcome to the idea to have that conversation and discuss what the priorities should be for next year. Okay. Of course, T2050 is going to be at the top of that list. So um, until we get that adopted and pending in March, you know, that will be taking our first quarter. But after that, I think we'll have a lot of more flexibility to determine um, what work we want to do. Okay. Well, I think that wraps up our regular agenda. Um, so for quick updates, why don't you continue on with T2050 and tell us where you are. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, transportation 2050 phase one kind of on our public engagement survey closed. We received 200 and or, sorry, 728 responses and we have began the process of um, analyzing that and reviewing all of the comments and quantifying and kind of um, sorting those by topic area and we'll work to prepare that um, in addition to our data acquisition from all of our partners in terms of existing conditions and performance. 
performance um, since the last plan. I would remind all of you that if you owe us uh, financial data, that's going to be a really big pending piece of the puzzle. And we haven't heard from some of you in terms of putting together fiscal uh, understanding and projections for the plan to understand what we're working with um, or what we anticipate uh, we're working with some uh, for based on those assumptions. So we're still waiting for that. Um, we will then hopefully um, be prepared to come back uh, to our T2050 staff advisors team um, to review what we've kind of collected before we have a T2050 steering committee meeting. I would like to think early August, we'll see where we're at. Our modeling consultants working on getting a model validated um, to base year. And so um, that will kind of play into that scenario to be able to understand um, where, we're, where we're at in that process. So additionally, we've included the link to the KDOT update, but I'm not sure that they have updated it since January. So is that something KDOT is planning to do along any longer or should I take that off of our agenda? Um, I would take it off for right now. Um, the main information is just on KDOT's website and I, I know Matt's on the call and he can chime in um, differently, but um, the primary information is going to be on KDOT's website. Um, if there's um, big information such as what came out today, um, Matt will always forward that to um, our MPO uh, lead staff. So um, for right now, I think that's probably the best way to go um, to get your uh, main information, so. Yeah, I would echo that, it's Matt, and I just no longer have um, the rights to make those updates to the public facing pages anymore. Um, and like Allison said, new uh, staff in communications has done a much better job of providing information directly to consumers through listservs and emails, as well as updating the KDOT homepage. One thing I did want to make sure that we're sharing um, immediately, I just uh, sent in the chat to the City Hall account, is the upcoming um, Kansas Infrastructure Hub Summit in Wichita on the 13th and 14th. This is going to be a comprehensive dive into the bill legislature um, and be looking at all the different types of funding opportunities and grant opportunities within that package beyond transportation. So that'll be energy, um, excuse me for, for blanking off the top of my head, broad, broadband, uh, transportation, and uh, one other, but it's skipping my head right now. Uh, registration is required. It's a two-day event, and there are virtual opportunities as well. Uh, so be aware of that. Um, there's going to be some grant writing opportunities on the agenda to learn how you can be competitive in some of these discretionary grant programs, such as the uh, Safe Streets and Roads for All uh, as well. Matt, I didn't it. see a text from you, but we'll look out for that update. Um, uh, I think I could change who to send it to, but it's only so many. Oh, there's one direct to you. Sorry. Thank you. That's okay. All the rest of them are the city hall video. I so saw that. That's the same. <laughs> sure. Okay. Okay. That's direct to you then. Okay. I, let me share that real quick. Share screen so everyone can see that. It's pretty simple. It's kshub.org. Okay. Um, so. The one that I shared goes to the registration um, 
information. But yeah, the, the homepage is kshub.org. Okay. That's helpful. Okay, those are the updates I have. Okay. Uh, getting back to the agenda, I think we're wrapped up, right? Yeah, so uh, no other business listed. Next meeting in August, does any, anybody have anything that they wanna bring up before we adjourn? Don't see anybody, so thanks everybody for your time and I believe we are adjourned. Thank you. Yep, have a good day. Thank you.